This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido Fresno, and with me is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solana McDaniel, first Q and student at Aikido Fresno. All right, here we are doing our thing. Uh, so right off the top here, I want to say thank you to all of our listeners who were part of our Zoom conference call meeting of the minds yesterday. Yeah, it was really good to see a whole um, bunch of viewers. So there were, what, 12, 12 or so plus us. Um, yeah. And really, I felt like an awesome conversation. It was fun. You know, yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, I thought everyone, you know, we didn't really have an agenda. We just kind of, you know, we're like, hey, introduce yourselves, what you, you know. And then kind of just left it open, and it was interesting to see where the whole thing like went. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was. Um, I mean, first off, it was really awesome to see like put faces to all the names. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, because there's some people that I've seen around on like social media and stuff, so I had an idea. Also, but... to put uh, pronunciations yeah. to the names. So yes, yes. Yeah. if we were mispronouncing your name, sorry, we are. Uh, we apologize. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And hopefully we will correct that this time, but no promises. And I was <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no promises. Um I was telling Chris too that like um it's really cool to I don't know. I kind of feel like every week saying people's like especially all the patrons saying their names every week they're kind of like celebrities to, to me. To you? You're like, oh my God. Yeah, I'm like, oh my God, I recognize that person. That's you. Yeah. Um, so it's it's funny because it's like these people <laughs> yeah, that they, are, they have no you know, clue, but yeah. we had quite a few people from the East Coast and I'm like, wow, you're like so far away and yet you're here right. Zooming with us. And, you know, because usually it just feels like we're all just kind of talking in my kitchen. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little bit of a separation from who is going to be listening to that because it's just us sitting here. So right. it was really nice to feel more connected yeah. to everyone. I also appreciated that um, it, you know, while uh, obviously it, it, it was an Aikido thing, um, there were several people there who, you know, were not directly necessarily related to, you know, didn't necessarily do a whole bunch study of they, or they, yeah, or, they were just interested yeah. in it. Um, and, and I felt like that was really cool. Like, you know, they weren't necessarily training themselves at a dojo, but, um, they had an interest in it and I thought brought some pretty cool things to the conversation. So, and I don't know if you, uh, saw this review, but Bobby Walker, um, one of our listeners had, had left a review for us on, um, Facebook, I think. Oh, and, uh, okay. he said that, you know, uh, he's been doing Aikido-related arts for like 28 years or something. And his wife, I think this is like her first year. Or maybe, she, maybe he said she doesn't do it at all. But they both listen to the podcast and they talk. And, and there's something for both of them in the podcast. Oh, yeah, and I was yeah. like, That's a really nice compliment because That's it's, a huge it's compliment. great that the audience can be that diverse right. and both still have something to talk about, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I super like that, that we have people all the way from teaching for a long time to people that are like, I just started Aikido or I've never even done it, like – it's pretty cool. Yeah, like yeah. that a lot. So thank you again to everyone who was there. And we're going to be doing another one of these at some point. Um, and we, it's kind of open to anyone. So follow us on all the social media platforms because that's where we'll kind of announce and, and be sending out um, invites and all that kind of stuff. So Yeah. Um, Mostly Facebook, yeah. Uh, Patreon, one of those two places. And you don't have to be a patron to look at our Patreon no, posts. No, you can yeah. see the So, posts, and there's yeah. a link definitely to that um, in our, like, SoundCloud description thing. So um, you can find us, um, you know, or message us or whatever, yeah. and we can talk to you about it. Yeah. All right. So now let's get to this week's, the, the meat of what we're the doing. Meat. <laughs> um, and uh, this is a, Topic. I'm not a hundred percent sure we haven't talked about this before, but if we did, it was it, it had to have been. Well, I say that maybe it was last week. I don't. You I know. mean, <laughs> February feels like two years ago, um, and it was two months ago. So time is right a, a construct. I feel like I can kind of keep maybe like the last seven or eight episodes in my head, and then, and then after, after that, that it's it decided. Yeah. It just blurs together. Yeah. So we may have talked about this uh, before. I know we definitely. It's been mentioned tangentially on a number of podcasts i, I believe because uh I, I think about it a lot and i i definitely have some uh real like hardline opinions about it so i'm sure that it's been mentioned at least a couple times on the podcast but um and in fact we mentioned it in the conversation yesterday a little bit and i think um it's been 
it just gets brought up a lot, and I think that's because it is an actual issue within the art of Aikido, and it's this um, overemphasis, I feel like overemphasis on forms training and how that has kind of done a disservice to the art um, by kind of masking what the art is really about. Yeah. yeah. It's really complex, and, and I still get caught in this language all the time. You know, I'm, I try to be picky about the words I choose to describe things um, because it's real easy to, to become confusing, you know, when you don't have a clear way to call a thing. Um, and and I, I have a problem with this all the time where I mix up the word um, techniques with the word forms all the time, right? And so I feel like in Aikido, most all of the dojos are very form-centric, meaning that like, you know, we go through this uh, rigid progression of the things we do, you know? So like Shomenuchi, there's a Shomenuchi, then you take an Irimi, uh, and then uh, to the front, and then you uh, catch the elbow, and then you drive the elbow down, and then you break their balance, green kazushi, and then you pin the shoulder, and then you pin the, you know, so this, 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 like this stepwise, do, 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 do. That's a form. And that form has, I don't know, maybe 15 techniques in it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many techniques. Parts. There's you know, a bunch of, of things that make up the form. Yeah. Right. And depending what you call a technique, <laughs> a technique can really be full of littler techniques. Sure, sure. And so like, you know, um, a lot of times when we say, oh, the techniques, we might mean a form right. or we might literally mean a technique. technique. And, and because of there's that confusion, we think that the techniques of Aikido are the forms. But they're right. not. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So when you think about ikkyo, right. you may believe that ikkyo ends in a pin. That, you know, right. that it starts with a grab or an attack of some sort right. and that it ends in a pin. Right. And that is not necessarily the case. Right. I mean, it is not that it's not the case. It's not that it's, I mean, it could end in a pin if the things play out in that way, but it doesn't have to. What does have to end in a pin is the form of katate doi ikkyo, kyakute doi, like, yeah. yeah. And those things are confusing <clears throat> because I don't think they ever really get talked about. Because there's a lot of different ways to instruct. And one way that a lot of, that I've seen a lot of instruction and demonstration is you show a form. Right. And I think that and this... Then every, and then ask everyone to repeat it. Right. And there's yeah. very little, like discussion about what the form is actually right what the form is what the form is giving you i think the forms are so woven into our aikido culture that it's really hard for us for for aikido people to like piece out why that is and how that might be hindering us and all of those different factors um because like josh said um it's in our culture to show a form and then have people do it and then that be the the the, that's the the way that 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 take that classes are run is very much the, the formulaic nature of I show you a thing generally some kind of form and then you guys go practice it and oftentimes I mean sometimes there's a description or a, a, a explanation that goes with the form and a lot of the times there's not um, and that goes all the way from uh, styles of Aikido that are very flowy all the way to styles of Aikido that are very like quote-unquote hard like they it's really across the board through a lot of different dojos that that style of teaching and um that gives people a very hemmed in view of how aikido has to come about and that those forms we end up transferring them over into the live practices that we do um, because we think that the form equals the technique or whatever so i in a live practice i have to in order to do ikkyo I have to do ikkyo all the way to the pin, all right. the way to the ground. Right. And it just, it, it like, well, and also, we're having, we have difficulty disentangling those and things. And also, you begin to think that um, in order to do the practice, you have to be in a position to, to get, to let the, to have the ikkyo appear, right? right? So, and this is something uh, that, that we did some videos on, um, but this idea of uh, the position giving birth to the technique and not the other way around right if we're we are so technique heavy that we believe that we want to get into the position to do the technique so what ends up happening and i remember feeling this in 
my Jiawaza and being told not to do this, but not understanding why, um, don't just stand there, right? Mm-hmm. That was like, don't just stand there. And you're standing there because you you're looking, so you you're looking for that moment when they're grabbing the hand or, and, you know, and we're told, well, you, it's before that. You know, the the technique actually starts before that. Well, it does. But if I think I need to do an ikkyo or a kodagaisha or whatever, I have to be behind it because that's where the technique comes from. And I don't think that distinction is is very clear to a lot of people. And when you you look at really symmetrical martial arts systems – it becomes even more confusing like as an Aikido person looking at it because, you know, I believe our system's asymmetrical, meaning one person wants to do something and the other person wants to do something that is not opposing that, you know, like they, they're not going at each other and directly trying to do the same things to each other, right? So one guy might be trying to get you, but I'm not trying to get him back. I'm trying to do something different. In a symmetrical martial arts system, it makes sense that they both kind of just stand there because they're both waiting to do their thing, right? right? So if I'm a boxer and he's a boxer and we stand there, well, we want to get close enough so that we can start boxing each other because until I'm close enough to hit you, I can't do my right. thing. We have to, yeah, the, right. the match right. hasn't happened until we're in distance. To we start have to be in the same blows. distance. And in Aikido, we don't want to. That's we right. don't want the same distances. They want to be in the, the body distance or hand distance to hit me. Right. I want want to be out of that right and so what makes it confusing is because if we look at like sparring we want to have some kind of live training practice and we look at sparring from a symmetrical system we go oh well they both just stand there in front of each other and they have a little a little fight until they come to grips or they have a little fight until one of them can really hit the other one hard so in aikido we go oh we must do the same thing we must just stand there and then we let them get close enough and then when they try to do something we aikido them back and it's like, no, that won't allow the system to work because the system's based on them choosing to unbalance themselves by coming at us. So we have to be moving away from them so they will unbalance themselves. But we are so form-centric that we think, well, but I've got to do the form. So I've got to get where we get with the uke to practice the form, and then we'll do it. Right. I've had this happen in my head in the past as a student, the frustration of going, um, where, going from a practice where you mostly practice forms and then getting into like a geowaza or a rondori of some kind and, uh, you know, like in a test situation or some, some, something, um, and, and being told, okay, now, now do Aikido in this more live free flowing practice. Um, and me being like, wait a second, if the forms are Aikido, but now I have to move around like, but and they're telling me to move, but also I, I can't move too far because otherwise then I can't do, do the, the forms, form, right. but then that's doing Aikido and like my brain like has short circuited in that situation because I don't understand how I can both keep moving. Like they're yelling, move, move, move. And then also do Aikido, which is to do the form. So it's like this weird like dance, you know? And I mean, dance as in like dance out because they told me to move out and then move back in so I can do Ikkyo, you know? And and it it ends up being really disjointed. And I think that there's a a bunch of things that are happening, but I think one of them is uh, this technique, this idea of techniques. Um, and then the, uh, another thing, which is like um, an understanding of, of of what we want to do and where the techniques fit into that, you know. So realizing that, like, we always want to be out of distance. The techniques are just the thing that allow us to get out of distance. So if we are out of distance, we should not mm-hmm. be thinking about technique ever. We should just be, or, or you know, form technique. We should just be moving. Right, yeah. it's or the techniques when, that we're choosing to apply is movement. It's you know? only when um, we are in distance that we have to even begin to think about. And so, right. what what often, and we should look at that as a failure, like right. oh, we got in distance. And so, what often happens, I feel like in uh, Jiwaza and also in, in Rondori is um, that uh, that first part kind of goes out the window and you immediately, as they're coming in, you start thinking, okay, what, what techniques can I start setting up? Mm-hmm. Instead of how, how can I continue to move? And then as uh, positions change, being able to realize here's a moment where I can do a technique. And I don't know if that's, I don't, the, the switch there could be, I think, as simple as an explanation from instructors when they are uh, showing technique 
about where it comes <coughs> in the it's really hard in I mean, the line even the way you said that right now is it's tricky language because when you say you know and i know what you mean but it's like if, if someone doesn't know what you mean you said you know like realizing when the situation arises that you can do a technique i think when it's perfect you won't even have to realize you, you it. I mean, don't. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. it just, the technique will facilitate what you're trying to do next. And, like, what you're trying to do next is never the EQ. What you're trying to do next is get position, get distance, etc. And so the EQ will facilitate getting position or getting distance and, or suppressing, right? And so it's like the EQ is doing its job to facilitate a bigger thing. Right. And so instead what we do is we go, oh, opportunity, I can now shihonage right, that guy. Right, right. And it's yeah. like, no, that's not the way it works. Opportunity to do the shionage to get where I want to right. go. Like not, you know, and so, and that's the like, you know, position gives birth to techniques. Techniques don't give position uh, birth to position. And it's it's really subtle thing, but yeah. if you don't get it, and And, you on. know, I in, in saying it like that, I think is, is you know, uh, what I mean is realizing like when you see someone's elbow up in the air, realizing that there is that you can distance that, yourself that that opportunity to use that to distance yourself right but yeah. um and, and it's but like I said, I, you're right i mean i, I think, think we that, say that stuff all the time and we don't think twice about what that sounds like to someone who isn't doing you know who doesn't who isn't on board yet you know like who doesn't understand what we're trying to achieve and, and this is what i'm why i was saying i think the fix might be as easy as like what you're doing now which is saying like look it's not um you are te- you are there is an opportunity there what you're using the opportunity for is the thing we need to focus on and right? and discussing those points within the taking the forms and going here's all of the points in this particular form where um we have either a further failure or a success right right and and the way that we at least all talk about uh the forms is that it's a series of failures rather than successes right um because i you know i eq'd them over but they're um they're not pushed away at all so now i've got to take them their grip or you they still have the grip on you whatever the case is i'm i'm having to continue to do this particular technique because it failed for me in some way because i wasn't able to either break their grip or take a knife out of their hand or get distance or something um, but also to, to express it in the opposite form, which is what happens if this does work? Right. What happens right, if right. you do get success? Because that's what we never we, we never, never talk, talk about, about that, yeah. and and that makes it really difficult to actually utilize those techniques in a more free flowing practice right. because because we think katate doi ikkyo ends in a pin. Right. And the first time that you can't do that in G- because you can't pin in Giowaza, although in a lot of demonstrations we see it, which is weird uh, to me. Uh, but right, like. In a geowaza situation, you're never going to be able to see the full pin, especially if you're doing something that involves more than one person. Especially. Um, and so, like, re-explaining to each other, to ourselves, to, to our students, that, like, um, it doesn't have to be a f- full ikkyo to be an ikkyo, you know? If, if an ikkyo is just, uh, I, I push their elbow and they, they skittered away... Um, that's not, ooh, they gave, at least in a live situation, oh, they gave me the wrong ukemi, gosh darn it. Right. It's, hey, they skipped a few feet away from me, let me keep moving, right. because right. that is, the premium is to keep moving and get distance and not and, have to be in there. And talking about the forms this way uh, will will clear up a lot of the issues that you see mm-hmm. uh, in forms training. So, for instance, you know, a lot of times with, uh, ikkyo, let's say, shomenuchi, gyaku te doi ikkyo. As you begin the ikkyo, uh, the person uh, turns away, right? Uh, and, and essentially takes the ikkyo completely away. Now, if you are doing the form uh, all the way into the pin, it becomes almost impossible to continue, right? But if you look at the actual situation, you will see you they have put themselves in a terrible position right. because now you're behind them, right? right, right. Um, so you and if you're only focused on the form, something you have failed, like something has has failed because you're not going to be able to get to the ground. And so a lot of times there's this confusion, like why can't I do the ego here? Well, it's because they've turned their back on you, but that's not a problem right. for you. That's an advantage for you. Um, so understanding those kinds of things is very important because, and then you can clean it up and you can go, okay, look, you're taking the ukimi for this um, is incorrect because now you've given me something right. better. And then you could begin to fix it 
So everything will clean up. And it's because the only goals we have is to get to the pin. Like, you know, so when you look at the form and you say the form is the technique, you confuse like a technique, which is a smaller thing than a form, which is a bigger thing. So when you you do that, you're like, oh, to get the technique of Ikkyo, I have to pin. And so my goal of Ikkyo is to pin. And then it's like, if I can't get my goal of Ikkyo, then I failed at the technique. When it's like... And no. if I failed at the technique, I failed at Aikido. Right. Not yeah, right. doing yeah, because, Aikido. Because Aikido is just well, techniques. That's all it is. Aikido right? has like, failed me, think. I think, is more <laughs> what people seem to think. True. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and, and so it's a real it's a real problem because we need to understand what our actual goals are. And, and you know, like I like to say, the goal in Aikido is to have a conversation. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, that's really it. I mean, and for regular people nowadays, that is really what it is, which is like, Hey, buddy, cool down. Let's not have a fight. Right. That's bad. Or, hey, why did you swing at me? Let's let's not do that again. Okay, cool. Because if we have that conversation, then it doesn't become physically terrible, and I don't get hurt. He doesn't get hurt. That's that's awesome, right? And so if you if you could keep enforcing to your students that that's the goal, not pinning them. Pinning them's not the goal. Then then they can start to understand how how forms could lead other paths that were beneficial right. for you. Right? And I think looking at forms in this way also benefits forms training um, because it allows you to speak to the specific situation that you're training Um, because I think a lot of the times the big one of the biggest if not the biggest issues that we have when training a form is the uke doesn't do the right thing or it feels bad and for some reason even though as an agi you feel like you're doing everything you should be doing Um, and it's because we have to understand the form is contrived but that's okay because that's what we're choosing to do right now. And so it's okay to, as a training practice, to, to choose a specific tiny situation that we're looking at, which is what a form is. We're looking at one situation where the uke has a set of answers that they're they're giving or a, a set of ukemi that they're giving. Um, and so having that understanding of the form allows us to clarify why we're practicing that specific form. And if we start to have the problem where the UK is like, well, what if I do this? Or they just straight up do something different than they're supposed to do because that's what their instinct is. We can talk to them about why that's not what we're doing right now, although that is an answer that may happen. And here's what the answer to that answer would be. But we're not looking at that right now. And I think that's an issue that a lot of people have in training is not understanding that it is a contrived situation. But that's also an okay thing to have a contrived situation. Right. Right. And I think you often get into, you know, it's the but what if. Right. And that's a rabbit hole you can go down forever. And so you have to, when you're dealing with forms, you you have to say, like, this is how it unfolds. And that's the problem is because in order to do the form, you have to say that. But that also means that that form gets ingrained as a very specific thing. Right. Right. And so I think that's the. Right. You know, so like uh, looking at this idea that like a a form is um, it's, you know, in in historical European martial arts, they generally call them plays, which I like. You know, it's a play. play. It's like. It's like, oh, this is a little set of things that could happen. It's you know? a, a scripted set of calls and responses. Right, right. And, you know, if we look at a play, um, two actors could be on stage. And one, you know, one actor's line is to say, you know, like, how dare you challenge me? And the other actor's line is to say, I challenge I you for right, justice, right. right? And then, you know, we could be acting our play. And then I could say, you know, how dare you challenge me? And then the person go, yes, why did I challenge you? That was a bad decision I've made. Right. I'm sorry for doing that. And then everyone else in the play would go what the fuck where uh, we do we just, go oh, from man. here yeah, right. man. you just changed the whole play <laughs> right and, and and you know people could say like well that's a failure in the play because the playwright didn't account for the or fact that, that, that someone really could, could say right. yes that was right i shouldn't have challenged you but but that's not the scenario we're looking at that's right, not the right, play right. we're looking at like we want to look at these set of emotions and these things that happened because they said yes it was my right to challenge you you know right. i don't know where that came from right but but you how know, dare like, you bite your thumb at me? Yeah, <laughs> I bite your thumb, <laughs> sir. I do, sir. Anyways, but um, so like you know that that's what these are. The the forms are that they're little plays. Um, and they could go different ways. And so in reality, you know, if we were trying to learn how humans interact through plays, we would need other plays where we go. Well, what if they do agree with you? Right. Well, then that play would look like right. this. And, and we and do. That's what we should and do we do have forms. that. And it's called improv. Sure. <laughs> you know. And we do have that in Aikido. And it's called Rondori. Yeah. Right. Uh, and you know. And and we don't necessarily see it that way. I think is the the thing. Right. I think, you know, the <clears throat> it is a uh, we conflate the technique to the thing. Uh, you know, the form is the thing. Um, 
And I don't know where that comes from. I think it comes from, you know, all of martial art training in the West. I, like, whatever. Because because we're so divorced from the thing. Yeah. Right? We don't have a clue. Like, we don't really understand, like, really most people, and even most people who study martial arts, and even some people who fight, quote, unquote, don't understand what a real martial situation is. Because right. they just haven't been in, in enough of them. And, I mean, there's also there's a, an know. inherent problem. Because if you're learning a system, then... Your your job is to learn the the methods by which the right. system teaches, and, and so if, not, the, right. if the if the system teaches these methods in this way, then it is your job to learn those methods. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and then you start not you don't realize that that is also not what the system's saying to do in actuality. It's a play. It's right, a little right, pretend. Right, 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 right. It's like saying um, Chris has used this example before, but I'll kind of tweak it a little. It's like saying um, to learn writing by reading. Um, or to learn reading by reading, you know, six different books, right. a set well, of six books, and you have to read these six books and then understand and understand yeah. what it, what writing and reading is all about. What what writing a novel, for example, is about. I was I was going to make this analogy actually uh, because I've been uh, sort of learning learning. I'll put in quote, but to play uh, guitar and bass, right? Um, and the way that I'm doing this, and it's a stupid way to do it, but um, is uh, I just will watch a tutorial and learn how to play a song. Yeah. Right. I think that's um, a common way. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people learn this way. Um, and then through that, there are things that I pick up because this particular song has th- a, a particular picking pattern or whatever mm-hmm. that I then put in my arsenal of material. Now, you a lot of people learn to play that way. And a lot of teachers actually teach that way. Right. Like I know music mm-hmm. teachers who, you know, a guitar student comes in and they're like, hey, what do you want to learn to play? And Smoke then, on the water. Yeah, or they're like, oh, I love Metallica. And they're like, OK, let's learn to play Metallica. Yeah. And, and, and I think the reason that they're doing that is is a good reason. It's because, you know, you're instantly giving the student something that they're interested in and they can be focused on. And it's a very small kind of thing. But at a certain point, if you want to get better, you have to expand that and realize, like, that's just a song. And just because you can play that one song really well doesn't mean you can do anything else. I think. And then you have to start piecing it together. You have to, you know, realize that, like, oh, this piece that I'm playing, this Metallica line, is very similar to some this other piece of music and i think this is a thing you also hear a lot from people who are self-taught musicians is when they do finally get an instructor they often go oh shit there's a lot i right. miss I, I don't you know, know. because yeah. they can even play you know yeah, they yeah, can yeah, play yeah, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. they could be in a band but it's like when they get a professional teacher who knows how to explain why stuff is structured the way it is and 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 different techniques to get to playing the song you know like you can strum in this pattern or you can use this or you can use up strokes or you can you know like all this different stuff and so it's like then it fleshes it out and so that's what a good aikido teacher should be and and i mean no no um, shade shade on any of us but like the truth is how did we all learn we learned by that method of like here's a song play the song and so then it's like most of us don't have enough experience getting outside of learning just the system of Aikido to go like, oh, what is the song actually teaching yeah, you? You yeah, know, and right. this is why learning other martial arts systems and getting other experiences will help with that. Right. I remember uh, we did this thing when we first started like breaking things out and, and having uh, talking about uh, Taino Henko uh, and giving each of the particular uh, Taino Henko names, um, having people from other um, uh, who hadn't studied at our school before come in and be kind of like weirded out by the Tanohenko and not really understanding what they uh, needed to do. And these are like high-ranking, you know, people. Um, and it's just because they had they they never realized like you know katate doi uh, katate doi starts with a triangle step, what we right. would call a triangle step. They've never done a triangle step outside of that. Right. So for right. them, that's just like if and and once you go like, oh, it's just like the beginning of katate doi ikkyo, they could do it. Right. Um, but you had to put it into that context right. for them. So, and I I think that's kind of problematic. Yeah, I think the forms are. Um, I think I said this on our little Zoom call yesterday, but the forms are like a, a living history. Um, like a, a way to pass down the martial art. And it, and it's kind of more of a guaranteed thing if you kind of package it up in a nice little form package and then teach your student that. You know, 
it's easier to to have faith in the fact that it's going to get passed down in that little package because it's all kind of nicely put together like an oral tradition or something um and without the internet without videos and stuff that's the way that those techniques will get passed through the ranks um and so there's there's that value of the forms being what they are because there's so much packed into each of them um because that's the way that you can pass them down um but i think what you guys are saying and, and i definitely agree with is that like when you learn something just as a little package like that, just as a um, like a written work or something, it's up to each person to interpret out what to the principles... Un- to unpack that. To unpack right. that package, right. yeah. essentially. To unzip um, it if it were a zip file, right? It, right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, I was talking to Chris a while back and just kind of thinking about like that idea of uh, passing down a tradition, a, a form of some kind. And like whether it would be better to say you were like a monk passing down a religious text of some sort, um, if it would be better to have make sure that your student recites this text line by line, has it memorized word for word, or would it be better to have your student um, understand the text so well that so they, well that they put it in their own yeah put it in their own words and then pass it down to someone else and they understand the principle of the text and what you would get is um, you know two hundred years two three you know a thousand years down the line. On one lineage, you would have the exact text. On the other, you would have something completely different, you know, like a game of telephone. But maybe those people would have a better sense of what they were talking about. And it's just an interesting comparison to me because it's like, well, on one hand, you still have that piece, that package preserved perfectly. On the other, though, you have people that maybe have more knowledge about what it is they're they're learning. Um, and, And to me... I feel like maybe that's our job is to still pass down that package because it is still preserved, but to do the you, work. You want to do both, I would you, think. I think so. I think it would be best to do both, but but unpacking that. Well, that. and it's really interesting, and this is how Chris uh, brings this up all the time, uh, especially with the uh, weapons forms. But um, going through the weapons forms and coming to a, a, a part in the form that doesn't make sense um, – and then realizing, like, oh, it only doesn't make sense because I, 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 I don't have the information, the contextual information for it to make sense. Right. And then once you do get that, realizing, like, oh, the form is the form is the form is perfect. Like the right. form does what the form is supposed to do. And I think that's another problem is that if you don't under if you don't have the contextual pieces for each yeah. form, then there will be parts that don't make sense. And I've felt this a lot with forms where it's like, oh, I would, I, this feels stupid for me to do this way. I would never do this form this way. Right. Um, and it is because I don't, I don't understand the context. I don't understand the, the situation as it's unfolding. Um, and if I did, then the form, I would have no choice but to do the form that way. Right. It's uh, it's it's real confusing. Like context is so important. I, I saw some YouTube video and it was like, um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu experts analyze Aikido movements. Mm-hmm. And when I read that, I actually laughed out loud. I was like, what? The I groaned, fuck? but okay. I don't, I don't know what that means, right? So, so then I, I started watching it and and I was like, well, this is funny because what what's happening here is an Aikido guy asked two Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys to look at Aikido and explain why Aikido is not Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Right now, now if the video said that it would not be sensational at all. No one would care. Like right. two People Brazilian Jiu Jitsu experts watch this and say why it's not Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and it's like, well, yes, it's not. Yeah. Uh, we all know it's not Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu has a context you're working with. So if you're if you think Aikido can solve Brazilian Jiu Jitsu's context, right. which I personally don't think, and I don't think many people do. Then that would be really enlightening because yeah. you'd be like, oh, well, Aikido can't solve Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu's context because um, of these reasons yeah. these guys just said. But if you if you suppose that Aikido is a different martial art that's working at something entirely differently, that will help you in no way right. flesh out why Aikido, what Aikido yeah. is doing for itself. It's like we're going around to each martial art and like outside of Aikido and going, let's figure out what Aikido isn't 
so that we can figure out what it is. Right. But see, no but, one wants right. to figure out what it what is. It is. They, right. they say, what Aikido isn't, so then we can put that stuff in there and make Aikido that. True, true, true. Right. I mean, that that I do feel <laughs> Aikido's like Aikido's becoming like the chicken of, of the martial art world. You know what I mean? Like chicken, like the meat. You know how everyone's like, oh, oh I ate alligator. Tastes, it tastes, tastes like, like chicken, chicken, right? Right. And so it's like all these Aikido guys are like, well, let's see what shit we can throw in Aikido and so then make Aikido it like that. So Aikido is like going to, yeah. Like it's going to just be this real bland, weird martial art that's like, <laughs> um, So all of this being said, I think we all very much agree that, you know, forms are important for a lot of different reasons. And it's the overemphasis on the forms training and the lack of understanding of the forms and of the of what we're training that causes the problem yeah yeah i mean i i really i i wish i could emphasize this enough to people because if you look at my work now you wouldn't realize this i love forms i have yeah, spent man. an inordinate amount of my time working on forms he has i, I have studied I forms that from part. all kinds of teachers <laughs> i have tons of notebooks on how forms go out i am very proud of my ability to perform forms i think i'm excellent at doing forms and i can talk about forms all fucking day that being said, because forms are not really that important in this time in, in the Aikido world, we don't need to emphasize those. I really don't teach them that much, right. and I really don't talk about them that much. Um, but I think they're fantastic. However, they're a special study unto themselves, right. you know? And I feel like the forms have been – the other thing about forms training is I think and, – and Chris, you'll probably be able to answer this better than me. They've been figured out. Yes. There's nothing we're going to do to improve them. And yes. I get so frustrated when I see, like, uh, uh, you know, the perfect Ikkyo or the per like, whatever song. Like, you know, like, you're not – that's that's minutiae. Who cares about that? Like, that's not stuff that you should be focusing on. At um, some point, something becomes been, so sharp that you don't have to sharpen right. it anymore. Well, and there there are examples of the forms, a bazillion of them. Sorry, I got so excited. I knocked my headphones. <laughs> wow! But there's examples of the forms you can find them. If you want to see someone do the form, look. Just look it up. They're everywhere. So, by spending the time like trying to improve the form right, for yourself, right, you're right. not really doing like learn the form. Yeah. Then use that to to inform the rest of your practice and also too it, it pisses me off in tangentially right. to that i know josh is, so josh is like hot <laughs> like huh um what kind of pisses me off is when i see people like getting excited about being quote-unquote creative with aikido and what it ends up being is let me um do a new order of this form let me uh tweak it a little bit so that i do uh, a shionage that turns into a kodagaish that turns into you know what i mean right, and right, it becomes right. so fucking convoluted um that it's like you're just doing that to like show that you can tack one right, form right, into right, the right. next and that's and all that, that you're and that's showing also not that. a new form right you know people like want to like oh i've created a new form and it's like well you have put Piece, uh, pieces together in a new way, I suppose. You've yeah. you've cut paste, cut paste, cut paste, <laughs> you know. which is fun. It, it's definitely fun, and it, it's a definitely a, a. It's a nice intellectual exercise for, for sure. sure, and a nice physical exercise to be like, gosh, can I make this smooth enough to change from this weird right, thing to this right. other weird thing? Um, but but it's minutia. It's minutia, and it's it's really convoluted, think, like to the point where it's like you're not actually learning anything, quote unquote, martial from that really convoluted situation that you've made up. I think Maya said a really interesting thing there when. Josh was talking about minutia, and she said, you know, it's like they're trying to sharpen the knife sharper. Yeah. And, and it's like, look, that, and that's exactly right because, like, the forms do what they do. And so, you know, say I'm trying to chop down a tree, and I'm having a hard time doing it with my kitchen knife. And so I'm like, well, shit, because I, I can't chop down this tree with my kitchen knife, my knife must not be sharp enough. So I go in the house and I sharpen the fuck out of my knife. And I go back the next day and I try and take down that tree with my kitchen knife. And then my neighbor goes, hey, fucker, hey man, a chainsaw. I got, I got a hatchet. I got work a, like yeah. a champ. Dude, a chainsaw will go right the fuck through that tree. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that kitchen knives could do the job of chopping down a tree if it was only sharp enough. Right. And so it's like, man, if my sankyo could just be a quarter turn better, then I could, then I could defeat all the other martial right. arts. No one could use a handgun on me. I would be the best thing ever. 
But it's like, no, dude, there's just a different set of right. skills. There's another tool that you need for that situation. So we don't need to sharpen our knives anymore. And my knives, personally, are really sharp. And I would like to show them more. Right. But I just I don't have the time because we got a lot of other shit going on, you know? And so it's <laughs> like, I, instead, I would like to go, hey, dudes, there's hammers and right. chisels. And there's all kinds of sweet things out well, there. Like, let's and look at these things. at some point, there's also diminishing returns. Yes. You get the, the thing so sharp. Yes. Yeah, I can You're just cut. losing steel I can, Right. Point. I can cut anything I want. Leave it alone if you're spending 25 years and all you're doing is sharpening your knife eventually you don't have a knife right (laughs) that's true that is really what happens like yeah you Um, might that once it's sharp enough you might now want to uh start studying the things that you can do with that knife right right you might you might want to uh start actually chopping some vegetables (laughs) i think too with this with this problem that we're having with forms that people are starting to see hey forms aren't enough look at what other martial arts are doing and we've just got forms and something's not working here um it, it, there tends to be a like kind of pendulum swing toward the opposite direction where people are like we need to spar we need to spar we need to live training and i don't disagree but it, it it's like um we have forms on one end if you if you want to call it like a spectrum of kinds of training you know you get you know, Kihon forms on one end all the way to, you know, three guys jumping you with knives on the other. Um, people are like, oh, our Rondori is not hard enough. We need to do super hard training. And there's nothing filling in the middle. Right. So you have nothing in between forms and going super hard, you know, murdering each other. And like, so- And there, it's like, that doesn't actually solve our problem. Um, that just confuses you further well, because you're just right. like wait why aren't my techniques working exactly I'm, right. I'm going that shit get, on right. other people and people who can't do the forms at rondori and they go well what the fuck aikido must work not work because right. aikido is the forms and the forms don't work in rondori so what the fuck so and, and there's there's and, no right. middle area at all right. because if you believe that the form is the technique so if you believe that katate dori ikkyo unfolds in a very specific way um you're you're not the percentage of time that you're going to get that in uh, yeah. Rondori is minuscule, yes. minuscule. And so if you're always thinking that that's, what, that's the, the thing, you're never going to get it. Now, if you can let, your, let your, that go um, and just realize that in the Rondori training, all I want to do is try to be an, uh, autonomous – you will, and then uh, allow yourself to be open to the opportunities as they arise. Right. You will see those techniques start popping up. Now, you may not be able to uh, to take those opportunities. That, uh, as you get better in Rondori, that's the the thing, right? That's like what you get as you get better is the opportunity to see and then take those opportunities. Um, but if you only think of the form as this one particular unfolding of events. Right. You're not going to do it. And then we have people who say, like, they see Rondori training, like actual Rondori training, and going, like, that doesn't look anything like Aikido. Right. And, then and it doesn't. It's like there, you have you to, like, right. you, you have to work yourself up. But oftentimes what the people who now are like, we need, you know, more hardcore live sparring, whatever, um, they look at um, in-between practices, you know, where you're working yourself up to a live practice. You know, you're, you're opening the the gates just a little bit to new things so you have like a, an in-between practice that's like um you're allowed to do three these three different things and i've got to respond to that in the ways that i can or i have to get past you in this way and you can reach out and grab my shoulder and i have to get free you know something that's in between a form and crazy live like training drills or something. right drills yeah um that's the word um and people look at that and they go well yeah but but i can do this right you right. know, That's and it's the thing. same, it's the same mentality where people look at forms and go, well, but I can punch you here. Yeah, but that's not what we're looking at right we're now. Building. We're, we're, we're building. building, we're practicing a, a, a situation that right. we have admittedly constructed, but we, we find it of value to practice this specific situation. And so there's got to be an in-between place where you work yourself and your students up to that crazy live training that you're that you're envisioning i was watching the dog whisperer today and uh cesar cesar uh, yes yeah, cesar, cesar. Yeah. cesar. He, uh, i don't know but anyways he's awesome <laughs> yeah uh anyways he went to this house and um there was this uh this family and they had this dog that was a sweet black lab or sorry sweet black um uh, shepherd and uh they loved it like, it was a super great dog but every time the dog went outside the house the dog was batshit and wanted Aww. to bite people and and dogs and stuff you know went nuts right 
And so um, uh, the husband, he was kind of a jerk. He didn't really want to work with the dog. And the wife, she really loved the dog, but it, the dog was just too much. It was freaking her out. You know, you just sound Yeah, she's a big so, dog and... So old Caesar came, and uh, and he was he was like he was like oh well, you're not you're not uh, giving the dog comfort you need to give the dog comfort and let the dog know that the dog's safe and the dog doesn't need to protect you you're protecting the dog and so Out in the world, um, yeah. and so they went on a walk and the lady walked the dog and the dog's going batshit you know like trying to kill everything and like she's barely holding the dog you know and then uh, Caesar was like uh, like oh let me walk the dog you know and so then he kind of kept a tight leash you know and he's walking he's like see how well the dog walks and she says I want to see you put the dog in. Front of another dog and he goes it steps it steps and then he did walk it by another dog a big dog and then a little dog and he went through this whole process and then by the end the dog was real chill but he he knew that he couldn't just go from like walking with the dog on a short leash to like uh, uh, showing it the little bitchy dog next door that it hates you know like he knew that was too big a jump so he takes the steps and that's the way we need to look at it so I get up people go like well, yeah, so look, if you do your form like this, it works out right. And, and people go, okay, that's cool. And they go, all right, well, now let's see what happens when you fight an MMA champ. It's like this weird, like, um, like paradox where people are like, you know, forms, they're actually shit. But now I'm going to expect them to work right. in live a live right. practice for me exactly as I practice them. Like, what? Well, you're, you're shitting on them, but you're also relying on them to be exactly right. as they are in a completely different situation. Well, and I, like, you can't have it both ways. I think that is, I mean, part of that is just, that is martial art training and, and, and the types of, and we've talked about this before, live training versus, you know, something else. Um, so part of that is just inherent, you know. But I think, personally, something that would help is, um, you know, to... Instead of making, and, and this is what we do, instead of forms being the training, it's part of the training. Right. So, you know, you spend a particular part of the class uh, working on Ukimi, you spend a little bit more of the class or maybe most of the class working on Aiki or Awase or, you know, the things that were really, sp- and then at the end you look at technique, but you do it, you know, in, in a very, um, like way where people can understand here is the thing that we're looking at now and it's not it's it's a piece of the puzzle it's not the the full picture right yeah and if you can do that i think that you know yeah we're at 46 minutes here all right oh wow yeah and we could we could go on we could Uh, go on could go on for another yeah. No one want to listen to that shit. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> four to six minutes. We've, people are like, we're ready. We've said enough. I've got to work, guys. So I'm turning you off. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> gotta go. I'll I'll check back in. I've got on, real adult my, stuff to on do. my way home. <laughs> Everyone's just at home now, anyway. So listen, listen and work. You don't know. Maybe people are working harder now than they ever that's have true. before. I am. Are you? I, well, I have more things to do. <laughs> I don't know if I'm working harder. <laughs> Okay. Let's go ahead and thank our patrons. Um, yes. Thank you so much to our patrons. Um, Many of whom we saw on our Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> quite a few of you guys we saw um, uh, on our Zoom call. And um, thanks also to our um, our listeners who aren't patrons but yeah. but showed up for the listen listening, uh, the Zoom thing. The Zoom. And also just, yeah, anyone who listens or shares or gives comments or um, asks for to- gives us topic ideas or, you know, ask questions, wants to know. Absolutely, yeah. We appreciate and, all that. Stuff. Um, if you ever have a moment of your time, um, you can uh, drop us a, a review on whatever uh, format you listen to us on. That does help a lot, make it more visible for other people to find um, and share with your friends and other yeah. uh, dojo mates. And subscribe if you haven't so you get all the latest updates. Yes. Um, so thank you so much to Barrett Lippy, Ben Bear Wrestler Aldrich, Brian Crowley, Brooke uh, Crowley, Brooke Ferragamo, Christopher Acido, he was there the other yeah, day, yeah. Uh, Constantinos Andrew, Dave Dewberry, Flor Hanawick, Francis Cordon, he was there, uh, Franz Martinson, Grant Templin, Hillary Jones, uh, Jim Gallant. Okay, I know you said your last name wrong because you were there Gallant. the other day. Gallant, thank you. He was there. He was yeah, there. He was uh, um, Jim Sullivan, Lenny Acuna, Lisa Klein was there, um, Marcin Chiss, Matt Mumford, Matt Riley, Michael Heed, Ocon Ayrton was there. Um, Randy Stewart, Sam Sulian, Scott Byrne, Sension Center, Sharon Okada, The Hatchet Man, Thomas Polino. Hatchet Tom- Man was there, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Siv. I said Thomas Polino. Tommy Siv was there and Yuli Simgu was there as well. Um, so thank you everyone yeah. to all of our patrons uh, for all your wonderful support. 
Um, and uh, we super appreciate you. Yeah. And, you know, any, uh, you know, questions you might have, any topic ideas you might be, we have a couple kind of percolating for the next uh, little bit here, but if you have any questions, comments, anything, please let us know. If we hit on something you need further explanation of, we love to do that kind of stuff. Also been putting up tons of YouTube videos. So oh, if you yeah. guys want to know yes. more about the information, put up on the YouTube videos. Or if something you want to see, right. let us know. So I think YouTube videos, I, I think, is a good thing to look at because a lot of times, especially now, because we're, we're putting the videos together. So some of the topic ideas, some of the things that are percolating are related. You know, you'll find additional information in the videos right. um, just because it's like on top of mind for us and that's chushintani on uh on youtube, on YouTube. yeah yeah so go ahead and uh we've been doing i don't know five to seven videos a week and yeah. we're slowly we're gonna down ramp right that now, down yeah. but um, um yeah but and so we're also starting to work on a virtual dojo and so if you're interested in that you might be able to contact us and we'll talk about that too. Yeah. yeah if you have any questions please let us know we're yeah. happy to talk about um whatever burning questions you have um, and tip of the week, um, oh, yeah. uh, as you're quarantining and maybe not able to actually practice forms or whatever kind of training you're doing, um, either watch videos of forms or think about forms yeah, that man. you're you've been working on as of now. And I really like thinking about that success failure point thing. Um, so perhaps in different forms, think about what would happen if this first part of the form was successful. Yeah. What would that success look like? Right. You know, so what if I did a Nikyo and um, instead of holding their hand onto me, I pop my hand free and they're able, you know, they're no, I, I don't have an Nikyo anymore because they let go. Is that good or bad? Is yeah. that good or right. bad? Or how much you get out of that situation? Right. What does that do for you? Is that a success? You know, so think about that from a different perspective. And think about the, as you have done forms in the past, um, and there have been times where a form doesn't work or a form doesn't, maybe the form did work, but it didn't feel nice. Uh, you forced it. Like, what does that mean and why might that have happened? So really kind of think about, you know, the times when a form fails, uh, and this will be easier maybe when you're able to practice with someone, but time when a form fails, what, why, why is that happening, right? Like, um, is it, their balance hasn't been taken. Okay, well, what what does that mean? You know, um, it, and and that'll help you, I think, discover some things. I think it's really smart to say, did the form fail? Because the form fails a lot more often than the technique fails. But you true, just usually can't recognize the success of the technique. Right, right, so the right, technique right, right. did what it was supposed to do, but you didn't realize it was success because it would be a failure for the form. Right, right. A lot of the times people's responses to stuff, aside from pushing harder at someone, um, is to go like when you start doing, you know, whatever, a technique on them, whatever that is, they want to pull out. They want to pull away. They want to, you know, drop their weight back and not gear back in towards you. And that is a success. huge success. Right. It can be. It can be a success. It's hard to see right. that. Right. It's hard to see that though. So, so keep that in mind as you think and about and celebrate the forms. those successes. Yes, celebrate them. Celebrate with them. a quarantini. <laughs> a quarantini. Shake and not stir. Right. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Put out your recipe. Yeah, I will. Quarantini. <laughs> quarantini. Uh, for me, it's going to be just coffee. Straight black say. coffee. <laughs> it's just straight up tequila. <laughs> In a <laughs> in a martini glass, <laughs> Te tequila in an old glass jar. Yeah, and a tequila in a glass. That's mine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys Goodbye, so much. Folks. Next week. Have a great week.